0: everyone, welcome to the Roto-Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Wednesday, it's November 10th, it's 2021. We have a, a monster slate today. We have 13 games to break down and talk about here today. And I'm joined by my good buddy, Genie for 07, coming off of a... a I'll say it's a... I'm going to say great weekend. What's happening, Grant?
1: It was a good weekend. It was a little bit stressful, but in fun competition. So that I didn't get first, but can't fault someone for going all in on the Braves, and ca- or not Braves, the Jags, and can't fault someone for going all in on the Cardinals and pulling that off. Like, bra- bravo to them. The guys who won first and second, just, they deserved it far more than I did.
0: I mean, they picked their spot. <laughs> <laughs> um i mean they they didn't really have to do much after that but they definitely um they picked their spot for sure
1: yeah yeah i'll I'll still take the 240k
0: listen i was sweating it out i was like i realized like when it was harrison barnes i was like holy crap he can hit like three props and guarantee himself third place if Harrison Barnes hits the over. And like, I just like, I stopped watching football and I turned the basketball game on and I'm like, I don't even care if Grant cares. I'm going to text him. I'm going to text him again. And I'm going to text him again. So I, just, I vaguely remember on.
1: that I was, I was quite a few deep cause I couldn't control anything. I'm like, yeah, I'm not sweating <laughs> this sober. And I, now, now I'm just remembering that you were texting me I remember at one point, you just texted me Barnes. I'm like, Oh, did he finally get the two points? No, no, I'm just watching right now. Like, dang it, don't don't mess with me.
0: Don't like give that. me a heart attack, man. <laughs>
1: <laughs> a bar without a TV playing pinball.
0: <laughs> oh, that's, that's awesome.
1: Uh, good stuff, though. I can't believe I hit two three-leg parlays.
0: Crazy. I, I mean, it's not that crazy because you've been crushing the props game all year. So, I mean, it's not... It's not that crazy. It is crazy in the terms of the way that you did it, but you know what I mean? Yeah. 13 games. We have 13 games. I feel like this is the biggest NBA slate we've had so far this season. We're going to have a lot to talk about, and there's going to be a lot to change from the time this podcast even comes out. Um, again, make sure you're paying attention. You know, if you're a road grinders premium member and you're listening to this as a first look, Roth, Meansy, and Will, We'll be on crunch time at 620 Eastern later today um, and, and breaking it down. So make sure, again, that you're just, I mean, this is, this we have two big slates this week. Friday's a big slate as well. So a lot to talk about, a lot to cover here. Let's get into it. We get started with Washington at Cleveland. This game has a 2-11, 2, and 11, two 11 and a half total. Uh, Washington is a four-point favorite going into Cleveland here. Bertans and Bryant are out. And then on the Cleveland side, Kevin Love, Markanen, Sexton are out. And then Okoro is questionable. Uh, Let's start here with the Washington side of things. What do we like here for Washington?
1: I mean, first of all, I'm going to say, like, there's a lot of guys I'm just crossing out because of the size of the slate. And there's a few drastic mispricings. So this game is, like, on the Washington side, at least it's it's Beal for me. Like that's pretty much it. The usage is absolutely there. He can get it done at any given time, but Dinwiddie just not getting enough. He's priced where he should be. Kuzma's role, like with all these guys in the offense, it's just not worth playing because Gafford and Harrell both in there, they're not going to hit. Have an upside game. KCP is KCP, so no, not going there. Kuzma and Dinwiddie both in the mid six is exactly where they should be, and so you can full on fade them on a thirteen game slate. And Beal, I've little bit of interest in him but not a ton he's priced at 9.5 and there's a ton of good spend-ups on the side of the slate so to me i probably will not have a single share of a washington
0: player yeah i think the only reason you'd potentially play some washington players is running back a cleveland stack on this one and i don't even know and honestly like i don't know if you need to run back value stacks today because it is such a big slate And there's so many people out on some, like the Denver team, half the team is out. So, I mean, there's going to be so much value. I mean, I feel like optimal wise and just trying to take down a tournament, you need this game to like stay close and, you know, be a shootout type of game. It's just, it's so hard to figure out like who you run it back with here. I I feel like you're running it back maybe with just Beal and just hope he has one of those like Bradley Beal bites out, you know, makes 10 three pointer games. Um, but I, I feel like he's the guy that you're probably running back this Cleveland stack. And then on the Cleveland side of things, I mean, we take love marketing Sexton off the floor this season in 66 minutes, Ricky Rubio is averaging 1.43 fantasy points per minute. I expect him to play 30 minutes in this game. I think he's one of the best value plays on the entire slate. It's first look. Um, what are your thoughts here on Cleveland? Yep, I
1: mean, the guy played 31 minutes and put up 61 points in the last game. Shot 19
0: times. He's not going to do that again.
1: (laughs) I mean, even if he doesn't, at 5K, he can shoot 10 times and still easily get there. Like, if he's going to play 31 minutes, it really doesn't matter. Like, this would be a different conversation if he was 7K, but he's 5.2. It's just a bad pricing by DraftKings. Just play Rubio, but I honestly don't mind almost any of the main guys, like Mobley, Allen, Garland. Like, since Love has been out with that Marketing in in there, like, Allen has 15-plus rebounds in each of the last four games. And if you're in a betting state, bet the over on his rebounds in this game, too. It's a solid spot for him here. Up over 39 points in each of his last four games. 7.5, has 55-point upside. Mobley, 7K, has some upside. can get you to 50 points if you're not playing Allen. I think you can play Mobley in there. Garland, 6,600, has some upside without Sexton in there and all his usage. So any one of these four guys, like, I don't know if I'd play more than two. You can. Um, But yeah, like that's what you're talking about. Like playing. The only thing you really do is if you're going to bring it back is with Beal. And that's not even a necessity because there's the pricing on these guys. No one's over seven and a half K. So any one of these guys or multiple of these guys can end up getting there easily without anyone going off on the Washington side of things. So It's pretty much those four are all very much in play if I had to rank them. It's Rubio, it's Allen, it's Garland, then it's Mobley.
0: Yeah, I mean, Allen and Rubio are probably my two favorite players here from Cleveland. I want to see the ownership on Garland, though. I just feel like this might be a spot people overthink and, like, Garland and Mobley, like, just get lost in the shuffle. I mean, Cleveland, I think realistically if you're playing a lot of tournament teams you're you're probably getting exposure to all four of those guys on this slate um outside of that man i don't think you play osman i don't think you play like dean wade or or windler or anybody like that i think you just stick to the those four guys on the cleveland side here brooklyn at orlando 211 total brooklyn eight and a half point favorites um claxton and kyrie are still out Michael Carter Williams, Fultz, Isaac, and more are out on the Orlando side of things. Start with Brooklyn. Kevin Durant, James Harden, they're fantastic players. It's just they're 10-6 and 10-9. And James Yard, James Harden is yet to have that like massive ceiling game. And I just don't think it's gonna happen unless KD sits.
1: Yep, yeah, no full on fate of this team. I mean, on any given night, Harden or Durant can go off for a massive game. It's too big of a slate, and this has a big potential of a blowout here. So they're not even really worth taking the chances of their price tag. And Joe Harris, the only other guy to consider, he's at 4.4K on a different slate. Yes, he's in play. He's not a great play, but he's in play. On this slate, with how many cheap value options there are all over the place, you just, I have no interest in anyone.
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't have a ton of interest in this game in general. Um, I will say... Blake Griffin's cheap he didn't play a ton on the second end of a back-to-back the other night against Chicago they kind of just that game was out of hand but he has been getting consistent minutes in large field tournaments I don't hate maybe taking a shot here on Blake Griffin on the Orlando side of things I mean the price is starting to catch up with Wendell Carter Jr. and Cole Anthony these guys have upside it's just I don't know if they necessarily have the ceiling to win you a tournament on a 13 game slate what are your thoughts here on the Magic?
1: I don't hate Cole Anthony. The big thing is I'm worried about the uh, blowout risk here, Um, but I think Cole Anthony still has a ceiling in this press tag. I mean, we've seen it a few times this year so far. Him just put up a massive outing, seven point seven K. I don't mind it. Carter Junior. I think he's priced where he should be. Not really a ton of upside. Bombo with Carter Junior. And that that offense, like I, I don't know, like minutes are always a thing, and this is a spot where you go off, but. I think Cole Anthony and then Jalen Suggs is potentially in play. I keep saying that. It keeps going terribly. At some point, he's actually got to shoot the ball well. He has not had a single game this entire season where he's shot 50% from the field. He's 4.4K. Like, the price tag is just dropping enough. He's going to have one big outing at some point. I may keep chasing it and go broken by the time it happens, but at 4.4K, they're kind of just – He's just too cheap. And with so many chalky salary savers, I think he could end up with a good enough outing to do better than him. And he's not going to come in even remotely high owned, I don't think.
0: All right. Um, anything else here from the Magic? No. That's kind of where I'm at. Toronto at Boston. 212 total here. Boston is two point favorites. I will say this total is moving down. It's 211 in some place already. Birch is doubtful, and Jalen Brown is out for Boston. Let's start with Toronto. Um, Siakam's back. 25 minutes in his return. um, Didn't see anything come out um, as far as like setbacks or anything. So I would assume that we see Siakam Siakam play at least 25 minutes, if not more, in this game. Uh, What are your thoughts here on Toronto?
1: Yeah, that price tag, I still don't know if I can play him yet. Um, I'm probably fading all these guys. Like, with Siakam, OG, Van Vliet, and Gary Trent Jr., all in there, like the usage, just two months to go around. I'm going to wait for these price tags to drop. Any given night, any one of those guys can go off for a pretty big game, but this size of the slate with everyone in there, we kind of have seen this a little bit with Toronto before. Um, When everyone's in there, it's a little bit tough, especially when their price tags have gone up enough because of how they started the season. So, I mean, any one of them is a, just a dart in tournaments. I'm I'm probably going to stay away on this side of the slate.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's just not a ton of value here on the Toronto side of things with Siakam being back. Yeah, Birch potentially going to miss this game. He's doubtful, but I don't think that matters enough um, at, at these prices. So I think if you're playing anybody, maybe you take a shot here on Precious. You played 27 minutes the other night even with um, Siakam back, and he's 4,100. So he has that like 10-10 type of upside, um, double-digit, double-double upside. Let's go to the Boston side of things. Um, I mean, Brown outs. We saw Schroeder play 39 minutes the other night. He shot 22 times. He only put up 34 fantasy points. Um, The usage was, was exactly what we're looking for. You know, Tatum had a really, really good game, but his price now ten four. Um, What are your thoughts here on the Celtics?
1: Yeah, sure. I just don't see a huge amount of upside. Um, like you said, 22-shot attempts and still only put up 34 points. Uh, I don't expect him to have that much usage again. So 6.1, again, size of a slate, not seeing a huge amount of upside. Robert Williams, yes, he can get there with stocks in any given game, but 5.8K. Probably a little too expensive. Marcus Smart really isn't doing a ton. Horford's kind of come back to earth out of after his great start, and I mean, I don't hate it in tournaments, but I'm not in love with it. He could put up a 45 point game, but at seven nine, like it's not going to kill you. So, not a guy I really want to play. Tatum would be the most interesting part, even at ten point four K without Brown in this offense. He always has a chance to put up a huge score. So, he's not. Probably even top three spend ups on the slate for me, but he's in play as a GPB flyer.
0: All right, we're moving on. We got Detroit at Houston. I will say, really quick before we move on, I'm definitely going to be looking at like Dennis Schroeder's props. Um, oh, yeah. Because he's going to shoot a ton here and All play right, a lot of I'll
1: already tell you uh, they're going to set his prop at 5.5 assists, hit the over.
0: There you go. Detroit at Houston, 217.5 total here. Houston is a a one-and-a-half-point favorite. Detroit, good to go. Houston, Porter Jr. is questionable. Um, Anything here on the Detroit side that you like?
1: Is it weird that I love this game?
0: No. There's going to be no defense in this game whatsoever.
1: Absolutely none. High-paced. I think Jeremy Grant is in play for tournaments, but Cunningham, Like, I think this is the game where – Oh, another game where he puts up a pretty decent outing here. 5.2K is too cheap. Really like him here. Sadiq Bay. like, just not getting a huge amount of upside. So, Grant and Cunningham, like, going up against the fast-paced team in the league in Houston. There's going to be no defense in this game. This is just a beautiful spot here um, for both of them. And I, I think either one can put up a huge outing because even though Cunningham's kind of digging into – Grant's usage a little bit still has a chance to put up 22 plus shots in this spot. So, Cunningham and Grant, I think, are fantastic plays on the slate. More Cunningham than Grant.
0: So, yeah, I mean, Cunningham at 5,200 playing 30 minutes, two bottom 10 defensive teams in the league facing off against each other. I think that, you know, Cunningham is someone that I really like here. I'm with you on him. And again, this game just, Gonna be kind of ugly. And Houston plays at such an incredibly fast pace that a guy like Cade Cunningham, I think it's gonna suit him. I mean, I feel like Houston plays at like the pace of like some of these college teams. They play so fast. So uh, I mean, I think this is a great spot to look at Grant, Cunningham, maybe Bay, and get some tournament upside out of some of these Detroit players here. On the Houston side, it is a pace down spot, but again, such bad defense. Um, I mean, a lot of these guys outside of Christian Wood are super cheap. Uh, I think it could be the battle of the young guys. Maybe we see J- Jalen Green and Cade Cunningham. Um, Houston thoughts?
1: Yeah, I really like Jalen Green in this spot here. I know he hasn't been fit great to start the season. He has had one game where he just shot the ball well. But with this bad defense, the potential of Porter missing here, I think Jalen Green could be in for a pretty decent workload, and like, even though Christian Wood's expensive, uh, I mean, doesn't really matter. I know he had a terrible game last game, but he can put up a 55-60 point game any given time, especially in this type of spot here. I plan on stacking this game up a lot, and Wood and Green are the main two pieces I'm going to take from the Houston side, but you could potentially go Eric Gordon at this price tag. Tate is not the worst tight in the world, who I think will think get a little bit more usage with, if Porter's not in there. But this is just a... It's going to be a fun DFS game to watch and mostly just a trash game to
0: watch. <laughs> it's not going to be a fun NBA game to watch. That is for sure. I mean, it would be fun DFS-wise. Um, if sure. there was
1: no money on this game, no one would want to watch this.
0: <laughs> right. No, I mean you're exactly right (laughs) um yeah we got milwaukee at new york facing the knicks no total in this game milwaukee is on the second end of a back-to-back robinson and noel are questionable it doesn't sound like middleton will be back um you know brooke lopez is dealing with a back injury so i doubt he is back and um divincenzo I mean, it doesn't sound like he's even close to being ready. So let's start here with the Milwaukee side. Um, what are your thoughts here on the Bucks?
1: I mean, Giannis always in play, but that's a big old price tag for not a great matchup. Still not going to argue with it, with how many salary savers there are on the slate. Drew seems a little bit too cheap at 6,500. No problem with him. Portis is definitely too cheap. A little bit worried about the second end of back-to-back. So, I mean wait to see if he maybe gets arrested by... I mean, you don't think he will, do you?
0: I doubt it. Yeah. Maybe. I I think he would be the guy that is probably the closest thing that if we were talking about a night before.
1: Yeah, I mean, I guess with Lopez, Middleton, and DiVincenzo out, like, I don't know if they would. Uh, Grayson Allen's definitely interesting. 5.1K. Problem is, everyone else on the slate, but He's been shooting pretty decent lately. He's been playing minutes. He's been pretty good so far. Um, So, like, he's a fringe guy for me because of all the other value that's on the slate. But Portis, set, like, screams value there. He's going to end up playing. And then Giannis, you're not getting much more of a ceiling than him. So, Giannis, Drew, Portis, all very much in play.
0: Yeah, I mean, I definitely want to see. I don't... I mean, the Portis thing is interesting, right? Because he hasn't played a back-to-back, but I don't know if it's because they haven't had a back-to-back yet this season. I'm looking like I was quickly trying to figure it out. I know, I think San Antonio, Utah, they had a back-to-back and Portis didn't play one of those games. He didn't play the the front end of the back-to-back. So, I mean, Portis, definitely interesting. Um, I mean, I think even a guy like drew who's coming back from an ankle injury you know that's another guy that you got to potentially watch so i mean this is a this is a news type of game for me Giannis is so expensive he's so good his floor is so high it's just the price is just i don't know If raw points are gonna matter as much on a on a slate like this with thirteen games, but they could
1: with so many good value plays at 5k.
0: Yeah, no, there there are a ton of value. That's like if one or
1: two pop up in the low three K range, or you feel like playing some of the really cheap Denver guys, it's not gonna be that hard to get like four guys in the five K range putting up 40 plus, in which case it makes it easy to pay up for Giannis.
0: Um, I mean, you know, going to the Knicks side of this game, Julius Randle is so expensive, even if you expect him to have a big game, his price tag seems like a lot. I think this is a game Kimba Walker could potentially show up for. Um, they handled Milwaukee so much the, the first time these two teams played. Uh, what are your thoughts when it comes to this team?
1: Yeah, I mean, Randle's too expensive, you're not getting a huge amount of upside there. Kemba is an interesting play. He can get hot in any given game. Put a pretty decent outing. I mean, Barrett's shooting a lot. But I mean, again, on a different slate, probably more interesting. But for a G less, you can get a lot better shooters or a lot better plays. So, I mean, if you have the extra money, yeah, he makes a decent tournament flyer. Fournier, not he's in that range, not a question. Not playing him. Um, so it's really just Barrett and Kemba. Like they're offering you some upside of their price tags that may be
0: applicable on the slate. Um, yeah, I mean, this is a, this is a game. I definitely want to pay attention to the Milwaukee news because it could open up potential value. And if that starts to happen, I definitely want to just kind of look at the Knicks. Um, Derek Rose, large field tournaments. (laughs) No, he, no. I, man, he um he had a game against this team earlier this season. I just I, – anyway, we're moving on. We got Dallas at Chicago, two twelve total. Chicago Bulls, three-and-a-half point favorite in this game. Cleaver's out. White and Williams are out for Chicago. Let's start with Dallas. Um, like anything here for the Mavs? Yeah, I'm
1: fading them. Like, before seeing gets back in this offense, it kind of takes away from everyone else. Luka just really hasn't shown it. 11.4K. I don't know if I want to really trust him. Yes, he can put up a big game and might it's gonna come eventually, but probably not the slate where I really wanna use him unless he's gonna come in like just super low owned. But I mean going up against Chicago, not really the best matchup in the world and pretty solid defensively. Like this is just a spot where I don't think Dallas is really a great play.
0: I think this whole game is a fade for me.
1: I mean, you can take a shot on Levine, but or yeah, you can pretty much take a shot on Levine. Crusoe, like, is cheap, but you have like a lot of cheap guys that have ceilings 10 points higher, so yeah, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised by full-on fate of this game.
0: Jalen Brunson, like even Jalen Brunson, we've been playing him. Maybe he's cheap on Yahoo or FanDuel, but DraftKings price is caught up. Um, so, I mean, just overall, I think this is just a game. Levine, like you said, at 7,600 may be playable here, but Vooch and, and DeRozan, like their prices are just, they're right. They're priced right. So, I mean, this is probably a game that, I mean, I don't want to say I'll cross it off, but there's a good chance to cross this game off uh charlotte at memphis 226 and a half total here memphis is a four-point favorite washington's out for charlotte brooks is questionable and williams is questionable on the memphis side of things uh let's start here with charlotte's lamello ball um DraftKings is like we're not playing around anymore if you want to play lamello ball you got to pay for him
1: yeah yeah i think we predicted this a few weeks ago
0: and yeah I said uh, from the start of the season that there's no way his price was going to stay under 9k
1: Yep, and now it's at 10. So, yeah, he had a big night the other night. They played him a decent amount of minutes. It a good matchup going up against Memphis, our bottom three, I think, defensive team right now. They're above average in terms of pace. LaMelo, I think, has a decent amount of upside. Bridges, Rozier, Hayward, like, I don't think so. Their price tags are kind of priced accordingly. Rozier will get hot one of these nights and put up a pretty big outing. But on this slate, I don't think it's something I'm going to mess around with. Plumley. like, I wouldn't be surprised. Like, it's interesting over on the other side that they haven't really liked playing Adams late in the game. I could easily see Charlotte doing what they have been doing, which is generally not giving a whole lot of run to Plumley to close out the game. I mean, he did foul out the other game, played 35 minutes, but it went to overtime. And they needed his height there for both Davis and Jordan or Howard, whoever was in there. I don't see this as a spot where they're really going to need him in the game. So Plumlee probably out on me. Like, I think this is mostly a mellow spot, but if you want to stack up this game, throwing in bridges, Hayward or Roger is not the worst idea in the world.
0: I mean, on the Memphis side of things, I really think this is a great way to get different in tournaments and play John Morant at 9,900. Uh, we know the usage. Charlotte's the worst defensive team in the league. This game should stay close. I think Triple J is super interesting. Um, if Brooks is out, I think you could potentially take some shots on Melton. He's still not my favorite, but I think this is an excellent spot for John Morant. Yeah, John
1: Morant's a player. I mean, 9.9K going up against the worst defensive team. He could end up with a huge outing here. Going to be mar- fairly yeah. overlooked with Brooks coming back potentially. Like That would get me off Bane probably entirely. Um, probably Melton too. Like, I don't expect him to play a ton of minutes, but he's going to eat into that. And Bain really hasn't been great recently, neither has Melton. Like, Bain started off the season great. He won me a bunch of money betting the over on his threes and his points, but he's just kind of come back down to earth. He's not shooting nearly as much. Steven Adams, like I said, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they phase, phase him out the second half like they have been. And they'll probably do the same with Plumlee on the other side. I think this game will go a little bit small. They'll play a triple J at the five. If Triple J can stay out of foul trouble, he can put up a huge outing here. It's just, that's always the risk that you end up taking, but absolutely in play in tournaments. But Morant is by far my favorite play here.
0: OKC, okay, Toronto, or not Toronto, New Orleans, 215.5 total. New Orleans, a 4.5 point favorite. Uh, it sounds like OKC is good as far as injury news. Ingram and Jones are questionable. Zion's still out for New Orleans. Uh, what do we like here for the Thunder? Am I that crazy
1: for kind of like an SGA here?
0: He's just so expensive.
1: I know, and that's going to keep people off of him. But the shot attempts there, the usage is there. He's going up against one of the worst defensive teams in the league. This game should actually stay close because both these teams are terrible. If it stays close, he's probably going to play close to 40 minutes. Like he could put up a pretty decent game here. I mean, he's been putting up 40s for the last three games, and he hasn't done particularly well. Like, he didn't shoot great going up against San Antonio. Now he gets a big-plus defensive matchup. Like, I think that there's worse things you can do than play SGA. I mean, I don't foresee many people playing him, and he could end up with a 55-point outing here. Um, But outside of that, like, not really interested in him. Basley, Dort, Favors. All these guys are kind of priced in the same range as other very good value plays. And I, I don't see any of these guys putting up a huge adding. Like maybe Dort or Basley, if they end up shooting the ball really well, like I guess Dort could end up getting some more stocks here just because OK or New Orleans is just terrible recently. But I, I just don't see a huge amount of upside from anyone outside of SGA in this matchup.
0: Yeah, just the price. He has gone over 40 fantasy points in seven out of the last eight games. I, I mean, the guy has the ceiling. Um, Josh Giddy is, like, when he shoots the ball really well, he does give you, like, rebound and assists. He does fill the stat sheet. The ga- The games that he can put up, like, 15 points, he really can pay off the $6,500 price tag. And, I mean, I don't think this is necessarily a bad shot, a bad chance to, a bad shot to take. Um, And then on the New Orleans side, if Ingram plays, all these guys are kind of priced up for Ingram being out. Um, If Ingram sits, I mean, Graham is still 6,200. He really hasn't had that like big game. Valentunas has been fantastic, but his price is now, you know, way up there as well. I think if I'm looking at anybody here, I think it's maybe like a Josh Hart, but New Orleans is not my favorite team on this slate.
1: Yeah, I'm fading everyone. Again, Hart's in that range where there's far too many good plays. Graham, we thought we he'd have a massive usage and increase. And I mean, I get he hasn't shot great since Ingram's been out. He still does have some upside if he gets hot from beyond the arc. But realistically, probably price where he should be. If Ingram plays, yeah, just full on fade. Valentinus just too expensive at 9.1K. I'd rather spend up elsewhere.
0: Sacramento at San Antonio, 222.5 total here. San Antonio is a a one-and-a-half point favorite. Davis and Halliburton are questionable for the Kings, and then on the San Antonio side, Bates Diop is questionable. Collins and Poto are out. Let's start here with the Sacramento side of things. Um, Halliburton is – kind of relevant big news here i mean this is a guy that plays 30 to 35 minutes most nights um if he was out it would definitely open up minutes for maybe um i don't even know because Mitchell. oh been they staggered the
1: rotation all over the place last game between barnes holmes fox and hyde it, it, it's definitely an interesting spot here um Mitchell I think could be in for an increase in minutes uh he got into foul trouble in the last game so I don't hate him it's just he's in that price range where you don't really want to play him but I think Mitchell could be in for a little bit more work I, I personally like Barnes like Holmes Barnes has been consistent he's been putting up big numbers the usage has been there I think in this spot going up against San Antonio I think he could be in for a pretty decent game He'll get some more usage because without Halliburton in there, the way they stagger the rotations, he should end up getting a decent amount of usage when he's in the offense half the time without Fox. So I think Barnes and Holmes are both interesting spots. Like Holmes did not get much run in the latter end of the game because they were trailing and they just need to shoot. Like they lost by five, but that game was a little bit more out of hand and they were playing catch up for a significant portion of that. So I think Holmes the spot. He could end up playing third mid, mid to low 30s minutes. And I think at 6.9K, he offers a little bit of upside there. But I think the, two, the three plays are Holmes, Barnes, and Mitchell here. Mitchell assuming that Halliburton's out.
0: Right. I think you definitely have to see if Halliburton's out. But I like Mitchell a lot if Halliburton ends up sitting in this game. Um, I mean, Barnes, he's been fantastic this season. And I think he definitely has uh, an even higher ceiling if Mitchell or not Mitchell, if Halliburton were to sit in this game, I think we could see him shoot 15 plus times instead of like that eight to 10 number on the San Antonio side. I mean, they're very banged up um, when it comes to big guys out. Um, What are your thoughts on this team?
1: Probably not a ton. Like I said, Like Thad Young's probably not going to get more than 25 minutes. Eubank's probably not going to get enough minutes for him to really matter that much. He has to put up a big outing versus OKC. Shot seven for Everton Field happened to get into double-double. So I don't know about him. Like like him or Thad Young, Kelvin Johnson, Derek White always out for a potential upside. But realistically, the median that you're getting is not great. And more than likely, someone in the 5 to 6K range is going to drastically outscore them. So it really just leaves DeJounte Murray, and I think he kind of gets lost in the fold. Like, there's other guys that I'd rather end up going with. This game stays close. He's a decent bring back with, like, Barnes and Mitchell or Holmes and Barnes or something like that. But outside of a bring back, I don't think he makes the cut
0: and spend-ups to me. All right. We got the Pacers and the Nuggets. Hey, there's no total in this game. Are you shocked? Um, I'm not shocked. Brogdon's questionable. Warren's out. On the Denver side, Kinkar is out, Murray is out, Porter Jr. is out, and Jokic is out, suspended for a game. My biggest concern with playing some of these Pacers are blowout um, concerns, but, I mean, if Brogdon sits, I think someone like Levert or McConnell or Duarte is interesting in this game um, because, I mean, we're going to play the Denver side. There's too many people out.
1: Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm. to me, it's all dependent on the Brogdon-Newts. If he plays, I guess he's kind of interesting at 7.5K. Um, I think he offers you some upside. If he sits, then yeah, it's LaVert, McConnell, Duarte. I don't know if I'm paying up for bonus in this spot. So, like, Brogdon, if he plays, one of the guards if he sits. But I think it sounds like they're expecting him to play. So, really, it's just Brogdon for me.
0: I mean, on the Denver side of things, everyone, (laughs) I mean, it's been a long time since we played Aaron Gordon, Um, PJ Dozier, Aaron Gordon. Um, I mean, this is not a team that plays small Jamichael Green, like could play minutes in this game. Like, I don't even know Um, who like. This is gonna this is gonna be like just seeing what the starting lineup looks like and adjusting lineups from there. Yeah, but
1: really you can play anyone. Bones, Dozier, Gordon, Barton is a fantastic play. I mean, how many times is Barton gonna shoot in this game without Joker and Porter in there?
0: <laughs> so many times.
1: Oh, uh, he, he may, may legit shoot the ball 30 times. This is this is a weird part. I mean, Barton probably lines out as the grades out as I would assume the best point for dollar play on the slate. Um, but I, you can play anyone. There's any different way this way can go. Like if I'm raking it's probably Barton, Gordon, Dozier, Green, Green. I don't know. Like it, just play anyone. Without Murray, Porter, and Jokic, this is essentially not that many bodies. They're going to get minutes. And there's so many shots to go around when you take out three incredibly high usage guys. Like, I know Gordon hasn't been great, but there was an extended period over in Orlando where he was doing a lot on the offensive end, and he just got lost in the mold here just because Jokic and Porter are there and they're going to take up the usage, and Gordon's fine being a third piece. But, like, you're either playing Barton or you're playing several other pieces because points have to be scored. It's just kind of how things work. And someone's going to do it.
0: I mean Barton, I think, is your best option at like a uh, just ceiling game. You know, he might shoot 25 times in this game. So he's another guy that we're gonna be looking at those props tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. Um, as soon as I wake up. Anyway, Portland at Phoenix, 222 and a half total here. Phoenix is a six point favorite. It is a back to back for Portland. They're playing right now. We'll see if anything comes out of that. Ayton's out, Sarge is out, and Shaman's doubtful. Uh, Let's go to the Portland side of things here. First, I mean, second end of a back-to-back going into Phoenix. Any concerns? I mean, Anybody you want? I
1: mean, McCollum and Nurk, I think, are both fine. McCollum's been chucking the ball a lot recently. He's a little bit cheaper on DraftKings. I'm sure Lillard's still underpriced over on FanDuel, so you can play him there. Nurk, without Aiden in there, like going up against McGee and Kaminsky. I think that he offers a little bit of upside, a little bit worried on the second his back-to-back. The fact that he's not getting a ton of minutes. Doesn't grade out as a great play, but he's in play. Um, but, yeah, it, it's it's slim pickings here. and None of these guys on the second end back-to-back against Phoenix, and Phoenix is really going to make the cut.
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't really have a ton of interest in Portland – I mean, I think the guy that I would have the most interest if I trusted the minutes would be Nurkic. The matchup is fantastic for him. Like, he he should crush in this matchup. It's just trusting the minutes. Um, On the Phoenix side of things, Kaminsky got in foul trouble last game. I wouldn't, like, look into that too much. I think he's a guy you go back to the well for here on value side. Um, Anything else standing out to you here for Phoenix? No.
1: No, I guess Kaminsky, if you want anything, but he'd like on a smaller night with not the boatloads of value we have, he'd be more interesting. So uh, in this spot, he obviously can't get hot shooting, get you there with a double-double, but yeah, it, it's, it's a spot where I'll probably just stay away. And yeah, on top of that, he got into foul trouble and it was a blowout, which ended up getting close eventually, but he was already at five fouls.
0: Yeah, moving on, Minnesota at Golden State, um, 222 total here. Golden State in an eight-point favorite. Uh, both these teams pretty good. Clay and Wiseman are still out. Um, let's go to the Minnesota side first. Uh, what are your thoughts here when it comes to the Timberwolves?
1: Not a ton like Russell Towns Edwards, like with Russell back in there. Everyone else, they eat up the entirety of the usage there. Russell obviously had a huge night the other night. Seems a little cheap. Edwards seems a little cheap. Cat can go off for a huge game, but none of them are terribly intriguing stuff. Like they are the entirety of the offense. Russell is incredibly inconsistent. I'd say Edwards is probably my favorite, but Golden State team has been pretty solid overall defensively all season long. I can't think they're currently number one in defensive rating, so not really a ton to love is pretty much where I'm at.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think people just underestimate how good the Warriors have been defensively this season, too. Um, I mean, they're the best defensive team in the league this year, and it's just it's so – to me – it, it's so weird to, like, say that, right? Like, this is a team that was just so bad. But, I mean, their assist-to-turnover ratio is like 1.92. I think it's the second highest behind, like, I think the Spurs, which makes total sense. Um, But, yeah, I mean, on the Golden State side of things, Steph Curry had an incredible game the other night. It was just – Curry got in one of those zones. If you ever watch Steph, if you ever watch Kobe, if you ever watch Michael Jordan, if you ever watch LeBron, they get into these zones. You ever when watched get into... <laughs> and when they get into these zones, they just don't miss. And everybody tries to get you the ball. And the, the thing that was like so impressive to me from Curry the other night was not only was he just shooting lights out, but he was he was just abusing Herter. And, the, like, Herter just got to the point where all he could do was foul Curry. And he shot, like, 13 frees or free throws. 11-7. He, sure, he has that upside in any matchup. But I think this is a spot that, I mean, I'm just going to let let people chase that monster game. Um, I mean, nobody really has a price here outside of maybe Jordan Poole that, like, I like on the DFS side.
1: Yeah, yeah, kind of on the same way. I don't think Poole is the only guy you could really consider. Um, he just let Steph do his thing the other night, he still put up 17 shots and it just didn't shoot great. Uh he can put up a decent game at any given night if Steph's kind of deferring over to him. But at six three, like, is he really gonna outscore Barton? Probably not. Uh it's yeah, it's Steph if you want to take a shot in tournaments, if he's gonna come in at low ownership. Otherwise, yeah, this is kind of another fade game on it huge 13 game slate.
0: Like we finish it out with miami at la there's no total in this game because both teams have 15 injuries um bam is questionable hero's questionable morris is out pj tucker is questionable old depot's out on the lakers side Ariza's is out horton tucker's out lebron is out none is out and rondo's questionable all right injury news done i mean big 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 injury news here like bruised knee for bam if he were to sit that's big news um tyler hero i think was dealing with like a back injury if these guys are out jimmy butler even at 9600 and kyle lowry might just like the usage and in production for these guys is going to go way up
1: i mean even duncan robinson Depending on when the news comes out if you have to get some play some catch-up off the guys in the Denver game. You can always swap over to him. But, yeah, like, the usage between Hero and Bam, like, that's just a massive hole. So, both of them end up missing, and we don't get the news till later. It's very advantageous to kind of swap things around, and Butler, Lowry, probably Robinson would probably be the biggest beneficiaries. I mean, Deadman would be there at 3.3K if Bam doesn't end up playing. He's not great, but it's cheap salary, and it helps you move things around. Yeah, like, a, a, this is just such a massive – injury game that yeah like it all depends on who ends up sitting but the more people end up sitting specifically between bam and hero the more usage there is to go around for butler for lowry for
0: robinson um on the lakers side of things i mean anthony davis and westbrook are super expensive this should be a tight close game um the other guy that I think is 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 a little interesting here. Melo played thirty seven minutes against Charlotte the other night. Um, I mean, he had a really good game going. But what are your thoughts here on the Lakers?
1: Yeah, I don't think I'm chasing that. He shot absolutely lights out three for nine for thirteen from the field, seven for ten from three point land. he's been shooting well for most of the season. The minutes will probably be there, but the thirty seven minutes a large part of that was in overtime or five minutes that was in overtime. I think you can expect if the same game stays close, 30 to 32 minutes out of him. So there's the worst things you can do. But, again, he's in that same price range as so many other guys that I'll probably end up avoiding him. It's Westbrook or it's Davis, pretty much for me. Both these guys have a massive ceiling. Westbrook's shot absolutely atrociously the last two games, but he'll probably keep shooting in this one, and he can get a triple-double. He did the other night, and I got all three of those point props wrong. I bet the under on assists and rebounds, and the over on points. Oh, and three on Westbrook props that night it has not fared well for me. But <laughs> for fantasy, Westbrook and Davis both pretty solid overall plays. Just they're all the usage. If you want to take a shot on Melo, that's fine. But I'd probably stay
0: away. All right. Let's play the morning grind game. So many games. First look podcast, like always. So much stuff to pay attention to throughout the day today. Um, And I actually, like, you really need to be paying attention to this stuff. Uh, Give me a guy under 5K to go 7X.
1: Uh, I'm going to stay away from the Denver guys because that's too easy. I'm going to go a little bit off the board. I'm going to go Jalen Suggs.
0: All right. I Listen, there's a huge... Huge like asterisks next to this one. I'm gonna go Davion Mitchell, assuming, assuming Halliburton, Halliburton does not play. If not, just play one of the Denver cheap guys, play one of the Cleveland guys. Who knows? Uh, over 8k to go under 5x. Who's your bus today? Devin Booker. All right, I think. Um, I mean, I don't even think he's gonna have to play the fourth quarter against the Magic, so I'm gonna say Kevin Durant. Favorite uh, 6X play?
1: We're both not allowed to pick Barton.
0: You can pick whoever you want. That's not who I was picking. All
1: right. I'll go Kate Cunningham. At Barton's just too easy. And Rubio's too easy.
0: I'm taking Rubio. Yeah, I figured you would. Rubio! It's Rufio, though, right? Rufio! Uh, let's get weird. GPP play of the day. I guess it's SGA. I like it. We're both going with expensive players that we think are going to be loaned as our let's get weird play of the day. Um, I'm going to go with John Morant.
1: I figure you're going to go with him.
0: Yeah, I like me and you both are kind of thinking along the same like the value plays are going to be good value plays today. But let's get different um, with some of these expensive guys. So that's kind of what I was thinking. Um, any bets standing out to you here? I mean, we do have some lines out. Um, anything stand out to you night before?
1: That would be props. Whatever Barton comes in at probably hit the over on that. Hit the over on Barnes points at up to 18.5, I think. Um, it's probably what I'd hit at first look. Uh, Rubio look at his assist prop. It might come in a little low at like six and a half. Um, but yeah, it must be props but obviously none of them are out there so there's just speculation on what the site's been doing constantly throughout the season.
0: Yeah, I mean as far as like against the spread and stuff, I think like looking at it right now, I think the over in the Charlotte Memphis game, 226 and a half total, like I think that's one of the games that stands out to me the most and Yeah, I mean, that's that's kind of what I'm like. I mean, I don't hate Brooklyn minus eight and a half against the Magic. Magic stink. So, there you go. Uh, Any final thoughts before we get out of here? Nope. I'm going to get some sleep. I'm
1: moving. So, real real pain right now. (laughs)
0: Listen to this guy complain. You're not allowed to complain for at least two weeks. I mean, it doesn't matter how much
1: money I make. I still don't want to pay that much money for movers. I'm getting movers, but I'm trying to move boxes out, and then I have to put stuff in the new. It's just, I hate, I hate being cheap in certain things.
0: Listen, moving stinks.
1: <laughs> second time in two months with me. Like, I will stay in like a slumlord apartment for years in LA. Like, you know what? He's ripped me off. I don't care. At least I don't have to move.
0: Anyway, that's going to wrap it up here for Wednesday. We'll be back talking hoops tomorrow. Um, Good luck, everyone. We'll see you then. Hey, kids.